Let me put you right with my author ego. <coughs> She's author ready. Well, good morning, everyone. We have a fantastic show this morning. I want you to know that the title of the show this morning is Get Information. And the reason why I chose that title is because we have some political crisis that I believe that Democrats, liberals, independents, voters, you need to be information for the next year and a half and down into the presidential election. This is not the time to continue partying over the win of Biden and Harris. We've got a lot of work to do. As we've promised, we have our you know, community spotlight and we're spotlighting Keith Andrews from Aviation Wealth. Your host will be interviewing him, so I will turn it over to your host so that he can start having some discussions with Keith and you get to know him better, get to know his business. And any questions that you may have, please send them on through. Again, as we've said before, when we can, we drag people off the street. No, but anyway, uh, Keith is uh, an interesting guy. Uh, the thing I like, uh, as an American who's traveled the world enough, uh, I like, if you haven't heard the statistics, uh, half of our country is run off of small businesses, people who start things, who want to not just be independent, but want to exercise their abilities and make sure they make their own mark and do their own thing. So Keith is an interesting guy. Uh, we'll have him, like, maybe start by telling you what avi avionics is or something. So uh, but Keith has got a, a pretty big background, number of years in handling uh, planes. Let him tell you what his company does. Hey, good morning, Ellen, and thank you for having me uh, today. Uh, the name of the company is uh, Aviation Wealth, and uh, we chief, uh, mainly avionics is aircraft electronics, where we do uh, navigations, comms, communications. We also do the uh, avionics, does the barometric altitude, altimeters, airspeed, uh, and we do also, there's other things that involve with avionics that make sure the aircraft uh, lands and takes off safely, and at, and at cruise speeds. So I want to know a little bit more, because I was reading your bio, and it talked about how you gained your experience. So can you let the audience, and for young people who are listening, right, because there's so many alternate careers that we don't even think about, right? We, especially in the uh, black community or Latin community, they don't think that these are careers that are available to them. How did you start? Tell us about your military background. It would be interesting to hear. Okay, uh, absolutely. After uh, high school, I decided to join the U.S. Navy. I joined the Navy and became an uh, aviation electrician's mate. Aviation electrician's mate is, and the code is AE. Uh, at that particular time, I went to Millington, Tennessee, where the school is. The school right now, I think, is in uh, Pensacola, Florida. Oh. But at that time, it was in uh, Millington, Tennessee. Went there uh, with the A school, and I got lucky enough to start working on P-3 aircraft. That's the Orion, submarine chasers. Uh, which also was uh, sea duty. 
So most of the time, uh, I didn't even have to touch a ship. Was luckily, uh, you know, most people. Said, I joined the Navy. Most people said, "Well, why didn't you uh, get on the ship? You joined the Navy." But uh, P3s was uh, was my sea duty, and I, I rarely touched an aircraft. Let me quickly say that uh, throughout our military, we have a lot of aircraft that people often never see, uh, never think about. They think about jets, fighter jets, commercial jets. They think about little training planes. But what he's talking about is these planes that go over the waves. And they're full of electronics. That's why they need people like him, because it isn't just making the plane get up there and land safely. It's hunting, in effect. That's correct. So you're talking about an electronic weapon, the plane, that hunts. We had the other ones in Vietnam. They had a lot of these that were similar, that would find people as needed. So there's a lot of aircraft, and that's the electronics that he got to do that's and correct. learn about. That's correct, yep. So and after the uh, military, I had some pretty good leaders in the military that guided me, uh, mentored me while I was there. And uh, I did my time there, but I wanted to get out. And then once I got out, I wanted to do something in the civilian world. Uh, once I got out in the civilian world, I, I worked for a company called Page Avjet, and we worked on everything from uh, one Cessna, Cessna 172s all the way up to King Airs, the Gulf Streams, all the way up to seven 747s. Nowadays, you generally work just on jets, basically. Yes, yeah, right now, I work on we do. I do aviation wealth does business jets. Uh, if a customer wants to uh, get his uh, uh, instrument panel upgraded, we'll upgrade your instrument panel. We, uh, if you drop in and you had any problems with your radios, your altimeters, uh, we fix all that. Fix that as well. Right. Again, the idea of the avionics is you're putting yourself in an, uh, an atmosphere that you don't see, but you want to be sure you're safe. You can detect that there are winds that are going to harm you. Uh, you're flying free like you jumped off a building, and you want to make sure you land without killing yourself. So the point is that uh, you could buy a plane, but it's a shell. It's like if you bought a car and you decided you wanted to race it and change the engine. As he said, you can update things. There are new electronics that come out that will serve you better. That's so he, he can retrofit and do all of this. Interesting stuff. So Keith, tell us a little bit about your um, commercial experience. Did you ever work for a big uh, aircraft company or manufacturer? Did you travel around the world? Well, how, how have you gained these skills to be where you are today? Well, back in, uh, great question, back in 91, 92, my father passed away. Once he passed, uh, I struck out and I started doing a bunch of contracting, contract work. Right. I went contracting. I, I worked for Command Aerospace. I worked for Boeing. I went out and doing those various jobs in these various places. I gained a wealth of knowledge. Uh, hence the, the, the right. company, Aviation Wealth. I gained a wealth of knowledge. I learned, uh, as they say, there's more than one way to skin a cat. So with, I met various people, various. Uh, uh, characters right and they taught me and i mentored me and they showed me thousands of ways not just one way that we could do something mm -hmm. and that, with that knowledge that built it built my confidence it built my it built my character uh i went to i had the privilege of working uh, under the the leadership of hillary clinton at one time went over to Af afghanistan for the department of the state right done a lot of work for uh the jordanian air force I've uh, done a lot of work in Saudi. Most of my work was in, in the Middle East. Uh, but 
it was great experience, and I came back home, and when I came back to the United States, I came back and I wanted to open up the aviation wealth and also share that knowledge and also be a mentor to other people like myself. Yeah, there is that famous old saying, a wealth of knowledge, and that's what he's really saying. That's the wealth he's talking about. You have all of these skills and understanding. Going way back, even when I went into the Army, uh, we had these spy planes. They were called U-2s. They had tremendous electronics. Uh, and then as you progressed, so nowadays people hear of hackers, but there have always been this technical side, stealth planes. We developed them. They were developed and kept secret if they could because we wanted to have an edge. So there's a tremendous amount of technical and electronics that you cannot see if you're not in the military. So you get the best training in the world, which is what he was exposed to. So Keith, one of my questions is, you mentioned that you work on commercial jets. So my question is, do you work on business jets, meaning corporations that own these jets that fly their executives? Are we talking about individuals who have the ability to own planes, whether small or large? What are we talking about? We're talking, we're talking about both. We're talking about the, the private owner that is wealthy enough to have right. his, has his, his business jet. And we're talking about also, uh, you have Magellan net jets. You have people that fly, they charter uh, people across the United States and across the world. Uh, and all these aircraft need servicing. All these aircraft need maintenance. And at the time, uh, in, back in the days of uh, Orville and Wilbur, you just had some rope and some fabric. But nowadays, you know, every whiz kid and engineer is coming out now, you know, with, with new technology. Right. And we have to grow and adapt with that technology. So do you travel to fix your client's uh, uh, aircraft? Do they come to you? Do you have an area where they come to, or do you go to them? Right now, I'm uh, based out of Kissimmee, of the Kissimmee Airport. Those, mm -hmm. uh, that abbreviation is K-I-S-M. Mm -hmm. But uh, we can travel. If, if there is an AOG situation that you, that you need an airplane is down, uh, AOG means aircraft on ground, mm -hmm. and if there's an AOG situation, yeah, we can travel to the uh, to that destination to fix the aircraft, depending if it's not uh, not too far. But yeah, we could make that make that haul. Well, and if you think about it on the news every now and then, it, when there's a crash, which is a lot less with planes than with cars or buses or trains, the point is you hear about the NTSB, and generally they're going out there to investigate what happened, and they're extremely talented at putting together a crime scene, which is what the crash is. So these people, no matter where their office is, they go where the action or activity is needed. So Keith, if he's got an owner or a company that has a plane that isn't working right, they can give him a call and you just pay the expenses. That's the point. That's You're right. not going to take that plane up and have it crash on you. That's right. So that's what? the interesting part. His job is where the work is needed. One of the things that I want to make sure the audience uh, understands that he is a jet concierge. So make sure that you look up, you know, um, his company. Um, he's going to give you some information on a phone number to call. Uh, so, Keith, you go ahead and you speak as long as you have to about your company because this is your opportunity for you know, the audience to understand what you do. Oh, yeah, thank you. So, again, Aviation Wealth is, is pr primarily a, a new company. 
Uh, right now, my website is, is uh, under construction. But uh, I mainly, it started out as a forum to share knowledge. Mm -hmm. And from there, I, I gained the aviation weapon. I developed it to start doing uh, manpower. So if, uh, we, if someone needed uh, contract employees, if someone needed uh, uh, an avionics guy, a mechanic, structural, sheet metal person, Quality pilot, a pilot. That's right. If someone needed it, we could. I could hire them and also send them out for to do the, the to do the work for them, labor work. The other part of aviation wealth that I'm I'm developing right now behind the scenes is, uh, as you said, a, a concierge. If you have an aircraft that you want to sell, uh, fifteen million, ten million, hundred thousand dollar aircraft, I put it on the website. I come there. I take pictures, take photos. We look at it, see the value, the worth of the aircraft, and we will uh, sell, put it on the web page, and we'll sell your aircraft for you. Uh, that's the other part of what Aviation Wealth has done. Again, it's a wealth of knowledge. Anything that's right. aviation-related, we are there to assist you, help you, and guide you to, to meet your uh, demands. And while you don't think about it, let me just say this. Just like a person, when you're a teenager, you grow, you look for your first car, and you're happy if it runs, and you can go on a date with it or something. Then when you get your first job, you want a car that has more features. Then you have a family, you might need a van or something else. People who buy planes, they start with the basic planes, they work their way up. Companies grow, they need more planes or different planes, depending how their company has grown. So when you have a person like Keith, who covers all these services, not just fixing them, he knows all the people who own them. So when they need it, he becomes a clearinghouse to a certain extent that, hey, you're looking for one, I've got a couple of customers who have one. And it's a good way of networking, in effect, which is what they like to call it in the last 20, 30 years when it comes to jobs or friends or knowledge. As he said, a wealth of knowledge that he has, not just fixing the planes, but the people who own them and what they need. That's correct. So, so they learn to come to him. That's so right. Keith, can you at least give the audience a phone number? Yes, right now you could give me a call at 407-777-5622. Uh, That's the number you have, and we'll answer, answer your call. And if we can help you out, give us the details on what's, what do you need and your demands, and we'll be there to, to assist you along the way. And we will make sure that we post that number for you so that uh, you can reference it, as well as the name of the company again. Very important that you guys see that the opportunities are there and he is local he is actually born here in the state of florida so we're always excited when we meet an original floridian uh, a native floridian <laughs> yes. a, a, a military guy a we family just, guy we don't just grow oranges in florida <laughs> <laughs> we grow people Right. So we will continue with our show. He's going to be here um, having some discussions, give us some good perspectives on the things that we do um, from a political perspective. So let's talk about um, get information. Let's talk about that because get information is very, very important. Ah, before I do that, Paul Garcia, good morning from Arizona. Casey from Illinois, Emily Keith Wagley Andrews, good morning from Orlando, <laughs> uh, Lisa Sarkniak, we love you, thank you for being here, Linda Brooks, thank you, thank you for watching, and we love your comments, thank you so much. Linda, we're happy to hear you're on. 
Okay, so we want to talk about get information. This is a call to action, people. In Florida right now, the CPAC, if you think the NRA is bad, these people are worse, are planning the future of the Republican Party. They're planning on running Trump in 2024. McConnell, Romney, uh, 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 DeSantis, all of these guys are going to stand by him. So you may not even have an option of a person running against Trump because they're going to do exactly what they did the last time. Make sure that nobody runs against this man. So Democrats, liberals, voters, you cannot continue to just sit on the sidelines and think that because Biden is in there that everything is going to be okay. First of all, voters, you did absolutely nothing in giving Biden the necessary control of the Senate. 50-50 is not control of the Senate. With one pretend, pretend Democrat who's out of Virginia, Mr. Joe Manchin. West Virginia. West Virginia, I'm sorry. Mr. Joe Manchin. So you only have 49 Democrats. And then you got the other crap coming out of Arizona that she herself is doing the same thing as Manchin. So he doesn't have what he needs to put what you want out there. I am a Latina, and Latinos, I'm getting sick and tired of seeing you on TV threatening that if he doesn't get you the immigration reform you want and all this other nonsense, that you're not going to vote for him. How dare you? You didn't do that with the Republicans. You didn't give him what he needed. He needed 60 votes in the, House, in the Senate, not 50. That's number one. And we lost eight seats in the House, barely a majority. So if you think this fight that's going on right now, $15 an hour, these millionaires don't want you to get it. Why aren't you out in the street? Do you see Trump supporters? They are out in the streets. They form their little packs. They go after local and state legislators and governors. And at the federal level, they're right there pushing. You guys are doing nothing. You're sitting back and listening to the news, but you're not doing anything. You're not making phone calls. You're not writing letters. You're not out there protesting, but you want everything. And you cannot get anything if you don't work for it. So Latinos, you need to stop threatening. Democrats, you need to get information, get a damn platform together, three or four issues, that's it, and stick behind it. And then work towards 2022 in making sure that Warnock gets back in, he, in, in office and we pick up some more Senate seats. If you want this man... To be successful, you got to give him the tools for him to be successful. And right now, you're not doing that, and you haven't done it. Miss Ocasio, you need to stop, stop making threats against your party, okay? Bernie Sanders, you need to stand down. You're not the damn president. You've been in the Senate for years. You haven't really done anything. You speak a lot of things. But when we needed you out there with the Wall Street uprising, when workers were out there demanding higher wages and the fact that businesses 
were not doing their job. I never saw you out there marching. You never said anything. And here we are partying in disarray. We should not be in disarray because you know what? Trump did not go away. His party is not going away. And they already introduced 165 bills across the country to take away your rights to vote. Black people, I don't want to hear this nonsense about your vote doesn't count. In other words, the efforts of Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, and all these other people means nothing to you. You didn't have the right to vote. You couldn't go into the schools that you're going into now. How dare you say it doesn't matter? Are you always going to get what you want? Absolutely not. But you got to have your voice. You're allowing other people to make decisions for you. Black men, 27% of you voted for Trump. Why? Because he makes you feel like a man while he's ordering people to shoot you down, take everything away from you. Where is your brain? Where are you right now? Black women, you need to be working together with black men. This is not all about women. You need to stop that. It's about the family. It's about the culture. It's about community. It's about our children. So I'm going to get off of that and I'm going to start talking about service members uh, and the COVID-19 vaccine. Let me just really give you another perspective on what my alter ego just said. We're a country with over 330 million people. Uh, because of the diversity, I believe it makes us stronger, just like gene pools. When you mix them and you get the best out of whatever's been contributed for the next generation. But when you allow people to keep yourself separated, I enjoy food from all over the world. I enjoy cultures. But we are a country called America. Joe Manchin is almost proving what I've been telling you. Whether you register as a Democrat or Republican, what are you doing? Who are you really serving? Okay? So register so you can vote early in the primaries and stuff, but recognize that the idea is we are a country. We've got to work together with anybody from any background, any color, any place. Do not set up a little Cuba in Miami and decide you're going to vote like a block so you're going to force people to listen to you. All you'll do is mess up the country. I will give you the scenario that you're going to see in the next few months coming out of CPAC. They're going to keep everybody at ends and see if they could pass no legislation because that's what McConnell did when he took power during Obama's administration. And then... Trump's going to say, you see, they said they were going to fix everything. I had this country doing great, except for this pandemic, which we're getting past. He'll brush it aside, even though he caused hundreds of thousands of extra deaths by not dealing with it, okay, which is his way. He doesn't know how to run anything. He knows how to steal from us. So they're going to tell you that Biden's getting nothing done. He's not fixing anything. There are still people unemployed. They don't care if you suffer. They don't care if you're on a food line. Recognize that I signed up at 18 to serve my country. Not a group of people, but a principle, a set of principles that are set out. The mission statement is the preamble to the Constitution. Read it. It's not long. And these people will want to take you other places. So what my alter ego is saying, do not let us be fractured. Do not let them tell you this person is only for that. 
if we work together, we don't end up with these little groups so that Mitch McConnell and the Republicans and Trump tells them what to do. And then we're still in muck and mire and we're getting nowhere. I will say this, and I'll have our guests uh, talk to it. I will say this, people. You should be pressuring the people we voted into office to get things done. I don't want the Democrats trying to collaborate with the Republicans. If you do not understand how Mitch McConnell works, then you have learned nothing. Get together and pass what you can pass and come out and explain it to your supporters. I couldn't get this, but I got this, 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 and this. Because if they don't do that, what McConnell is going to do is stretch it out until the midterms election and, and, and probably end up gaining the Senate again and Biden is going to be hampered. So right now you have got to be a voice so that your representatives understand you need to get information. You need to look at what you're trying to pass and we need to pass it. We don't need the Republicans. They didn't need us. They didn't use us. And this idea of collaborative, collaborative doesn't always work. Let me just say this. Also, when you hear all this nonsense about the $15 and it's, uh, you know, they all want it passed, even if they left it in that bill, the $15 minimum wage in that bill does not become $15 till the year 2025. So they're arguing about 15, but they're not telling you that the bill may raise it to 11. If we by action, the company Costco, which is throughout the country and they do well and people like them, Costco just raised their minimum wage to $16. There are other companies who are paying 15. These companies, because I've explained to you, every cost they have is passed on to us. If we don't buy their services and their products that they're selling, they don't own anything. It's worthless. I don't care how rich they are. So the point is they know that if we talk and we get together and work as Americans, not as blacks, whites, male, female, uh, LBGT, XYZ, that doesn't matter. If they know as a group, you're going to say, we're not going to buy at this store. Publix hit a big snag about a month ago when they found out that the heiress who collects a lot of money and dividends from Publix put 300000 into Trump's rally that he had that went against our capital. And those people are still threatening for the State of the Union to blow the capital up. We stop all of this crap by working together as Americans and saying, this company is not on board. I'm not going to buy here. I'm going to go over here. Even if they get it from the same distributor, it doesn't matter. You're shifting the money that flows in their pockets. They will feel it. They will change. Economics, economics, people, economics is very important. While you sit there and complain about no jobs, you go to Walmart and you're buying the same stuff that you complain is being made in China. Why are you doing that? Why are you shopping and buying all this bling and all these things? People, companies listen with their pocketbooks. 
Shop at your local businesses. Support your small grocery stores. Hire someone who can come and fix things for you. You don't have to go to the big companies. Pay a little more. It doesn't matter. Doesn't really matter. It's to your benefit. What? This is how you do it. This is how it was done in the civil rights movement. How do you think blacks were able to ride on a damn bus because they crippled the company? Rosa Parks. Financially, they crippled them. And they knew that the majority of their money was coming from the blacks because whites have cars. They can do whatever the hell they want. But you need the public transportation. Apply the same principles now. So I, I don't want to belabor all of it's this. It's okay. The like bottom to, line is. I like, uh, yeah. I, like, I like to add something. Um, you know, wealth, part of the aviation world. Wealth, people equate wealth with uh, currency. Correct. Or wealth with uh Tangible things, right? But you got you, you you guys are putting out wealth, knowledge. You're providing a great wealth of knowledge right now because a lot of times uh, people don't know. They don't know, and you're providing this a great service of information of putting that out. Uh, so, and you and you're correct with the uh, crippling the, the companies by you know people don't know these things, and you're providing that great knowledge. The other thing is patriotism. A lot of I think people. Uh, they get confused with being a patriot. Uh, they think that, okay, uh, a patriot is something that, like some certain people didn't want to wear their mask. I don't have to wear my mask. But being a patriot means that I want to support you. Correct. I want to support this person or that person. I want to support. So being a patriot means, yeah, I, I'm going to put my mask on. I'm going to, I may do, I may not like putting my mask on, but I'm going to put my mask on because I want to, I want to take care of my fellow Americans. That's what, you know what I mean? So those are the informations I think Correct. you guys are doing a great job of putting that out of, of that wealth or that knowledge. Well, I think he just figured out why we brought Keith on because he understands the basic principle that we talk about. <clears throat> wealth, knowledge is wealth. That's correct. And you could have all the money in the world. If you can't fly the plane, if you can't fix the plane, you got to come to someone who could put it together and make it work for you and help you when you need to get it done. You don't ask what color the doctor is when you're on an operating table. You hope he knows what he's doing to put you together. So that's what's important in life. And to take that a little bit further, it's back to the jobs that are available that people look down on. We have gotten away from jobs that our kids can do because we want to shove degrees down their throats. But you've got the person who builds a house, who fixes your electricity, who collects your garbage, take, make sure that the water that you're drinking is clean, it's, you know, sweeps the floors. If we don't have those people, we don't have a society. We don't have a clean society. We end up with problems. You have to be able to appreciate all of it. Stop demonizing teachers. They're the ones who have to educate the kids that you don't want to stay home and take care of. Because you look at teachers as babysitters. They're not your babysitters. But they do have to do all the jobs you should be doing. They're psychologists, social workers. They come out of pocket to buy things for your children when you don't have it. So you need to stop demonizing them. Pay them what they deserve to be paid if you have money to go to a football game, a baseball game, a basketball game, and you're spending hundreds of dollars, why do you have a problem paying the person who has to help and get your children into the future? 
Are they bad apples? They're bad apples in everything. They're bad apples in relationships. They're bad apples in pilots and, and doctors and nurses and politicians. There is no such thing as 100%. They're bad apples in the police department. But does that mean you don't have cops? You need them. And by the way, to put a, a little bit more uh, whipped cream on this Sunday, uh, police and firemen, they don't teach police how to just write tickets. They don't teach firemen just how to hook a hose to a hydrant. Both of them are trained in rescues and operations to identify what type of fire or situation, how to deal with it safely. Because when you have something going on in your city streets, people can get killed if the cops don't understand how to handle it, or the firemen don't know how to deal with the blaze, or what might be around it that's flammable. From Instagram, Keith, uh, they're asking for the number for your company again, so can you repeat it, please? Yeah. 407-777-5622. That's correct. That's Alan, right. please let Keith right, say when he has Yes, that's it. That's okay, Alan. The phone number is 407-777-5622. Uh, again, I have an Instagram page, which is Aviation Wealth. Uh, but again, that's also in the process of being uh, built and fabricated. Right. Again, I only remembered the number because I thought it was cool that he got 777 in there. Thank you. That's right. There's, there's That's a reason. one of the more modern uh, <laughs> right. designations for a plane. That's right, for a Boeing, for a Boeing aircraft, right. 777, 777. Okay, so I have a comment from Mel B to you. Okay. Uh, she says, rescuing veterans has chronic PTSD and has attempted suicide six times within the year. Mel B is talking. Her first cousin was a colonel in the Air Force, and thank you for your service, Keith. You're welcome. Uh, so that's what she said. So I just want you to know. You're welcome. I appreciate you, your family, and all the sacrifices. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. One of our regulars, she's a smart lady. She sends us interesting stuff, too. Good morning, Mel. So I want to talk about the service members because we have a, uh, uh, an ex-service member sitting with us, somebody who has served. I want to talk about the COVID-19 vaccine. I got to tell you, I'm not a happy camper, and you can, you know, give us your thoughts, Keith, after I make this statement, that for service members, they've made it an option for them to take the vaccine. And it bothers me because we're supposed to have a military that's ready for combat. We're all over the world. We are facing all kinds of different people, situation, and the fact that they made it an option you're not getting a lot of military people taking the vaccine. Some of them have gone along with Trump's conspiracy theory, so that's why they're not going to take it. And others feel, well, the military tells me what to do all the time, and now I don't have to do it. I want to remind people I did a show here talking about George Washington and the smallpox outbreak during the Revolutionary War. And if it wasn't for him forcing Congress and making decisions about how to separate the troops, quarantining the troops, getting them all and the surrounding areas, the vaccine that they needed at that time, we would not have won that war. Think about it. How, why did we make this an option? And Trump put that in place before Biden came in. I don't understand that. So, Keith, maybe you have a different perspective as a military person. You know, as a military person uh, in, in serving in, in the service, 
you know, this vaccine is something, well, first off, we all know that this COVID just, it's, it just took us by surprise, right? Uh, I don't think no one in a hundred years, I won't go far as a million, will think of that, that we would have to run through right. this virus. But with the vaccine, it's um, a lot of military folks uh, are, 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 we're hesitant with the government. You know, we, we know that the government has us in the best interest, but a lot of folks are a little, they're a little hesitant on what, you know, what am I putting into my body? Let's go back with the uh, Tuskegee Airmen. Right. Uh, so a lot of times, and that's the, you know, some people, you've got 50% that's on board and you got 50% that says, well, uh, I'll, I'll wait and see. So it, I, that, that's my perspective on it. You but know? how do you feel about you have a military that won't be ready, right? there, yeah, Especially correct. if you're Navy, if you're in uh, situations where you're close together, you go to countries where this is, you know, an issue, right? All no. over the place. How can you be ready? Because when you look at the population as a whole, old people are rushing to get it, That's you know, predominantly white. They're yeah. rushing to get it, yeah. you know, uh, uh, elderly blacks. And I understand about this Tuskegee Airmen experiment, yes. but that was a little different because they singled out a specific group Correct. that's true and that's this true. is something that's going for the whole country, for the country. and not just a specific group of people so how do you think about how could we be ready if if, if you don't have a an option and you're right strategically you, you can't be prepared strategically if outbreaks happens yeah and there are things that the military put in place as far as you know making sure that when you go uh over overseas and you go on different uh, platforms yeah, that you don't all your medical conditions are okay. Correct. You know, you're fit for duty. So yeah, you're right. Strategically you think that we would be on board, everyone would be on board on taking the vaccination so that again you're a patriot that no one gets uh sick and injured. Uh but again, you know, with the uh, this new America, everyone is thinking that, hey, well, uh if you're giving me that option, I some folks are, are in that option of thinking, well, I'll just wait and see. So yeah, in the middle but, uh, but you're correct. In the military code is the understanding, and uh, I'll tell you why in a second, but it's called, as Keith was saying, fit for service. The point is that when I was first in, probably 18, 18 and a half, I, I was facing a colonel that I didn't want to do something, and he looked at me, and he'd had a lot of experience, and he wasn't dumb, and he said to me, he said, I have a right to order you to do this because without it, you're not fit for service. So we have, again, what people don't see with all our NIH and all this background uh, scientists and the rest that we do, our State Department puts out things of uh, diseases that are around the world. So if you're going to serve, be dropped someplace, you've got to be injected so that you can deal with the environment you're going to be in, in a lot of cases. So when he said it, I logically knew that this colonel knew that his ass would not be worth anything if he gave me something that would kill me because then he'd have nobody to protect his ass. So in plain English, you gotta get a little smarter about this. If you have, when it comes to COVID, if you have certain existing problems, lupus was one we've talked about, some other ones, be the five or 10% of the population that waits for the end till enough of us are inoculated that don't have those conditions so that we get this thing under control, period. And I want to say that I'm looking at an article that came out on the 15th of uh, February. The um, 
story is is uh, three sailors who currently have COVID uh, on a ship that saw an outbreak in the ship last year. And if you remember that wonderful uh, individual who was, uh, I don't know what the titles of these Navy guys are, but he was the commander or whatever of the ship, the way they humiliated him because we had over 100 plus sailors that had COVID and they kept that ship out. They took him out of commission because he had the nerve to ask for help. This is under, like Keith says, under this new world of Trump where there's no respect for anything. We don't respect our military. We don't respect law enforcement. We respect nothing. And I have no clue why the American public has allowed this because let me tell you something. If you think it's easy and fun living under a dictatorship, then you keep going the way you're going and you'll find out it is not an easy thing to do. Even the ones that support it, eventually they're going to get you out of the way because you are a problem for them, especially if you're poor, uneducated, ignorant. They don't want you. That's what Hitler did. He got rid of all these people that he thought were not good enough for Germany, and that included his own damn people. It wasn't just Jews. It wasn't just gypsies. It wasn't just old people. It was a lot of other people that he considered a burden to the country, just like Trump considers most of us a burden to the country. Remember that word. Again, what's happened is whether you're proud boys, oath keepers, I know you have things you believe in and want to do. But the point is that when you finish helping a dictator take over a country, you'll find that you will be sidelined because he doesn't need anybody to tell him what to do. Keith, Lisa from Facebook sent this for you. Thank you for your service. Her dad was in the Korean War. So thank you for that, Lisa. Thank, thank, thank you so much, Lisa. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, I want to talk about the Biden presidency now. We're going to go on to the asylum seekers that Trump kept from entering the country. Um, Biden has lifted that or made some changes. He has explained again that the majority of them it's a long process, right? Only 25,000 out of the 65,000 that are looking for asylum in this country will be processed. For, so for all of you who are going crazy and carrying on because, oh my God, our borders are open, I want to ask the American public something. Please answer on Facebook and Instagram. We have a tremendous amount of illegal Canadians in America. We have over 50,000 illegal Irish in New York. We have thousands of illegal Chinese and Indians. And I won't even start talking about all the Europeans who overstay their visas here who are illegal. Why is it you're not crazy about that? An illegal is an illegal. I don't have a problem with an immigration policy that says if you're an illegal, you can't be here. That doesn't bother me because a lot of us, and I came here legally, right? A lot of us pay and wait years before we're allowed in this country. But when you are just deciding that only black people and Latin people are the only ones that you are suddenly afraid of, that's a problem. 
So how can you reconcile in your mind the fact that you're okay? I guess as long as they look like you, white, blonde hair, blue eyes, brown eyes. I, I don't even know because the Chinese don't look like you and the Indians don't look like you. But you disregard all of these other illegal people that are here in America. I think you got to control it. I come from a country called Panama. And I got to tell you, I'm not happy with all the Venezuelans coming in. We got Chinese crossing the borders, coming in to take some of the jobs. We're a country of three million people. We don't even have half the wealth that this country has, right? All the Cubans and Mexicans that are coming into Panama. I, I mean, you know, I want that to be controlled to a certain extent, but control it for everybody, not just a group of people. By the way, to support what my alter ego said, I firsthand saw and had the knowledge. I worked in the World Trade Center. I had an office there. I went in, I shipped stuff from other countries, and the clearing places were in the Trade Center. And those floors were gigantic. They were an acre in size. I went into one that was an Asian shipping company. I won't identify the country. Doesn't matter. But the floor had tons of desks they put in there with Asians who were here processing the paper electronically and the rest of it before you had the PCs and the rest. They brought them in on visitor's visas, okay? They didn't worry about a job because they put them to work in their company without registering them in our country, okay? Got apartments that they lived in. These were all illegal aliens because they didn't leave after their visitor's visa went up. So there are so many ways, and also, as my alter ego has said, through Canada, a lot of countries have recognized they took over Canadian banks and other things, and they've sent people into our country through that. So it's a bigger issue than is discussed. Let's not just look at the poor immigrants who have bloody feet and are trying to walk in and look for asylum. That's not the whole iceberg. So we're going to get ready to go for a commercial break. We do have a company that sponsors us, so we have to make sure that we give them uh, some time. And we'll be right back. Dick Sigma Consulting starts here. Maxit Services works with governmental officials and architects to ensure that your project's permitting, planning, and financing are correctly submitted so that your project comes in on time and in budget. So take it to the max. Max is service in your construction project needs are 866-346-3078. Hey, what's up, Chuck? You looking a bit frustrated. Is everything all right? Nah, man. My project just got pushed back four weeks. I'm having problems with zoning and variance issues. Oh, man. Four weeks? That sucks. You should do what I did and take it to the max. With Maxit Services, Inc., they offer services such as expediting permits, site planning, filing paperwork, a review of disaster recovery planning, and a host of other services that will help get your project up and running. So take it to the max. Maxit Services, Inc., 866-346-3. Don't don't forget to follow us on Stitcher, Google Play, uh, iTunes and Spotify, as well as following us on the Culture Radio. Don't forget to hit like. If you haven't uh, been able to catch all of our current episodes, you can catch our replays on these uh, podcast stations by going by looking for for AEMC two. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and on Facebook by going to um, 
AE equals MC squared. And if you want to be a guest on our show or be our community spotlight for the month, send us an email at AE equals MCXQ at gmail.com. And we will be joining back our guests. Um, our community spotlight guest today is Keith Andrews. So I want to, we have a lot to cover and we don't have a lot of time. So we'll let Keith answer or put some things. I will make my stuff quick. Ladies, young women, and I don't care what color you are, what race you are. You have a South Carolina governor that signs an abortion ban. Planned Parenthood has sued. I don't understand why women are being lackadaisical. Look, if you can't have any more children, who the hell are you to be telling those who can what they should and should not do with their bodies. Because if I'm raped, or if I'm abused, and I don't want to bring this child in, that is between me and whatever God I serve, not you. Show me in the Bible somewhere that tells you that you can't allow people to have abortion while you storm the Capitol, kill a police officer, and vow to kill somebody. What's the difference? Life is life. If you believe in life, you cannot be killing people just because you don't like them. So I want young women to pay attention, young men, pay attention to how they're taking away your ability to make critical decisions in your life just because. And I don't know, Keith, how you feel about this, but I just want to bring it up. We, we had brought out under the abortion issue that they're talking about a woman carrying a baby, and we want to tell them what they can or can't do their body if something is part of them yet. So we brought out the issue after January 6th that the president sent these people to the Capitol and to abort is to stop something. In this case, they cut off people's lives. They aborted living human beings, not fetuses. So that's an abortion. So that's what she was referencing. And I, I can't say it's, it's the new America, but hate is is easy to uh, it's easy to hate. It's so it's so easy to hate, but it's uh, it's difficult to um, to agree and and like something. But everyone wants to fall into uh, like again. Uh, I, I work Garmin, uh, for instance, in avionics. I do Garmin. I do Honeywell. Man, I could have a I I can only like a specific thing. And I hate Avidyne, or I hate Honeywell, or I hate Bindex King. But no, I see good features and good qualities in any of them. In any of them, you have. And, but we're so. But with the abortion thing, it's just again, people want to fixate themselves on on hate. What I don't like, until it happens to them, then they realize that oh well, now I see. Once the shoe is on the other foot, once they have a, a chance to put on my shirt. We're, you know, we're, then they say, "Oh, well, now I understand. Now it's now it's ha it's happened to my sister. It's happened to my mother. It happened it happened to my aunt." Then it's a whole different perspective. But you have to be, Marilyn. You know, you we traveled the world. I'm from good old Orlando, Florida. Right. I had I could have stayed here and and you know been working at uh, Disney World, uh, Martin Marietta, like you know whatever uh, Siemens. But I, I decided to go out and travel and right. see different perspectives and not listen to the the wives' tale or the tales that other people have. So you people have to be open-minded. Um, I hate that, you know, uh, and I never was that person to say, hey, you can't uh, tell a woman that they can and can't do something, especially when it comes to abortion or something like that. That's that's critical. 
Well, beside his opinion, again, as I said, I recognize Keith has what we I refer to as the American spirit. Our country allows you to use your abilities to develop something and make your own way. And that's what he's doing. And that's why we brought him on. So I have some comments from Emily Keith Wigley Andrews. It's all about the money. It doesn't matter about race. It's, uh, it's about how green you are. Lisa, Republican Senator Lisa McLean from Michigan, a Trump law loyalist, voted not for COVID relief and voted no for the equality. Uh, again, Senator Lisa McLean also was hanging out with the good old boys before the insurrection. She loves the Proud Boys, too. So we're talking about a senator that represents Michigan, and here we are. So it's yeah. all over. I actually think that people like that who think this is all a big joke and yeah. a, uh, a falsehood, even though a half a million people have died from it already, yeah. they should have the freedom to become an experiment and go into a proper lab and get injected with the virus if they think it's a joke it's a game. and let them see how it works. I think what's more funny is watching people on Fox News who talk about this is fake, 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 and they're at home with a mask. Or, I mean, no. I, come and on, come on, supporters. Come on, supporters of Trump. Right. Doesn't, it, doesn't it ever cross your mind? If it's fake, why do they have a mask on? Doesn't it cross your mind? You know why? They're wealthy. They know what they're doing. They know that you listen to everything and do no research. You're the ones going out there, you know, not without a mask, but they have theirs on. So that there is something that should click in your brain. If you don't believe it, then you're not doing any of these things. As Keith has said, you know, the, it's easy to hate. That takes no brains. But freedom is not free, as you keep hearing. We gotta keep working at it. Go ahead. I wanna bring up, I'm gonna run through these very quickly. Pfizer is beginning their trial on pregnant women, which is a good thing. There are a lot of pregnant women who decided that they wanted to participate. And I am always saluting these people who are willing to participate in these things because it makes it better for all of us. We have another one. The judge in Tennessee blocks the release of the man with the zip, zip ties in cap, at the Capitol riot. I got to tell you, I'm a little bit upset that I don't understand why they haven't arrested all these people, including the senators and the House people that were involved. I'm not happy that they're releasing a lot of these people. Like, well, they didn't have any prior crime. Well, nobody ever has priors. There's always the first time. Does that mean that you let them go? I mean, the one who threatened uh, 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 Pelosi and stole her laptop, she gets to be at home. But if you took a minority kid who stole a candy or smoked a nickel bag of weed, you put him in jail for 100 years. America, you need to start thinking about this. This is about fairness and application of the law across the country. I want to talk about McDonald is aiming to diversify their leadership and have gender parity by 2030. They have been accused a lot of... Um, sexual harassment and discrimination. So we'll see where that goes. Another company that if they don't do what you want them to do, stop buying McDonald's. You know, you've got Wendy's. You can make a hamburger in your own house. Just don't give them the money. That's all you have to do. It's very easy. Um, we've got Governor <laughs> Gretchen Whitner. She can't get a break. These Republicans are trying to fight with her, threatening to hit her, 
threat, I mean, a man actually saying, I'm inviting her to a fist fight. How cowardly are you Republican men and women? How cowardly are you? You guys have absolutely nothing that you're imparting to your own children, and you're not imparting nothing to ours, which means that you're destroying the fabric of the country by your behavior. Your behavior needs to change. This is my alter ego said about what George Washington set an example with smallpox and what to do and how to lead. Trump set the opposite. So uh, if any of you know an attorney who knows federal courts and laws, as I said, I want to file on what's called, it's a legal principle, depraved indifference. So if nobody else puts Trump away, I will be happy to file on it. I want to talk about the U.S. Supreme Court. They're all in on everything with the insurrections, but they did put the pull the plug on these election-related lies by Donald Trump and the Republican Party. But what has that done? Fueled them to put laws to take away your right to vote. Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama, here in Florida, look at what Governor DeSantis has just introduced more ways to keep blacks and Latinos and anybody that doesn't look like him and have money from voting. Pay attention. Pay attention. Um, Want to talk a little bit, and I'm sorry that I'm rushing, um, and I don't care about Trump and McConnell and their feud. They're all in on it. Who cares? I mean, Three let's minutes. talk about the um, black Three. businesses. Three minutes. COVID-19 has wiped out nearly half of black businesses. Uh, I will encourage people of color or anybody, but I will say people of color, please support your black businesses. Why are you not going to your little supermarkets in your area and you travel to go to Publix where they're giving money to the Republican Party? Let me tell you something. The company that I work for, I buy nothing from them. You know why? because I look at their financial reporting and I can tell you how much money they're giving to the Republican Party across the country. The people who have their foot on your neck and you are willingly spending $1,000 for a phone and you putting bling on your phone and you are not looking at their financials. Where are they spending their money? I don't care what advertisement they put out there. But where is their money going? And that's what you guys got to start researching. You've got Google. Start looking at that. Go ahead. Hey, again, um, I, I want to thank Alan. I want to thank you guys for having me. And thank you for inviting me out, giving me a platform to uh, display aviation wealth. Uh, again, I look forward to seeing you and also having that knowledge and giving you that, that, that knowledge and that information. And I want to be a part of also sharing that to the rest of the room. Thank you. It's a pleasure to have you. As I said, I recognize what I was looking at. Someone who loves his country and says, it allows me to be free and set up my business and make something of myself. So we're always open to anybody who wants to come here and talk. And it's any subject. We've had some interesting people at the beginning, and we keep looking for them. And All of you guys who called in and sent messages, I'm sorry. We were off on some of the things that we didn't have on the board. I couldn't read them. My alter ego said, uh, read your messages, and uh, we are proud that you all keep listening. Uh, Once again, Aviation <coughs> Wealth, do not forget that name, your jet concierge, and he will repeat his number one more time. Our number is Aviation Wealth, your jet concierge. We're here to help you. It's 
777-5622. Thank you, everyone. Again, don't forget to follow us on Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, and as well on the Culture Play by searching for AEMC Square 2. Don't forget to like us and follow us on Instagram and on Facebook by going to AE Equal Them Scared. Just hit the follow button. Boop! It's real simple. And as well, thank you guys so much for tuning in and growing our channel. And always, if you are looking for a platform to share your story, um, that benefits the community. Don't forget to send an email at ae equals mcsq at gmail.com. And once again, we thank uh, Keith Andrews of Aviation Wealth for coming to the studio today. Don't forget, if you want to, if you have a plane or a jet or you're looking for um, knowledge, uh, you can give them a call at 407 777 5622. And we'll see you next week. Thank you guys so much.